Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Who can argue that Luke Skywalker meets Debbie Does Dallas is a good thing, and I'm definitely not going to let Mass Effect in my hands. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable and increasingly frustrated boys. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Daslow. I'm with me, as always. It's Ben Vanell here, Tommy, vaxxed, waxed and ready to play Jack and Daxter. <laughs> there we go. Take two, helping my rhyming skills. <laughs> Joining us, rounding out the trio, a man who I already called a rhyming dictionary once. But yeah, and I, I still am a rhyming dictionary cunts. The um, fact that, that if you can't tell what we're talking about, Tommy's internet is uh, Optus fucking sucks. Yeah, we mm. don't have an ad for our regular sponsor this week, but what I can do is an anti-ad for the Optus 5G home internet service. Um, good. Hey, look, when it works, it's great. It's <laughs> it's really fast. It's really good when it works. Mm-hmm. For that for that one hour of the day, cumulative, where it's working, it's great. Right, so if, but you're, someone, time, if you're someone who only wants to use the internet for an hour a day, this yeah. is a big tick. This is a recommendation. If for that one hour of the day, and if you and if you feel like a lucky person, where maybe that one hour of the day is going to align perfectly with the one hour of the day, that's a, dif- a different hour every every day. <laughs> and also, where the unit is going to be working, then go for your life. Keep in mind, it's going to be an hour split into six ten-minute chunks. Exactly, yes. that's what I mean. That's what yes, I mean. If you yes. if your work day is divided up like that, if you do like a. Uh, F45 training worth of yeah. workout where you do 10 minutes on and then four hours off while you wait for it to reconnect, mm. then, mm. folks, this is the service for hey. you. And if that's your work day, oh, where can I send my resume? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, shit. Uh, Have we lost yeah. Tommy again? No. <laughs> no, I we haven't. Still no, I know. No. <laughs> no. I was trying oh, to scare man. you. Honestly, <laughs> not in the mood. I'm no, the king of pranks, to be honest. Not in we, the um, fucking mood. Were you we ever wondering rec- why they call me the king of pranks? <laughs> <laughs> Bam! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we um we tried to record a Deathloop video. It's been a fucking morning, but um we're here... And we're we're excited to talk about video games. Um, we sure and, are. And we will do that both today and tomorrow. That's right. Two days in a row we'll be talking about video games because we will be covering the uh, Nintendo Direct that was announced, what, like last night or something, our time. Mm. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's taking place in like 12 hours in real time from the second this episode goes up. Yep. But we're correct. not going to record it live because we don't want to have to fuck around with yeah. how <laughs> poor it is to be trying to be on the internet in Australia, but we will be putting up a video uh, right after it's finished. Yeah, of us yeah. looking at that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Exciting stuff. This kind of came out of nowhere. 
They've said it's going to be mostly about games coming out this winter. This winter, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, which is like end of the year uh, states-wise, right? So, like yeah. Up north, they do things crazy up there. <laughs> I love the idea of someone reading that and not factoring in that the company that's put that out is in a different hemisphere and going... <laughs> Games that are coming out in winter, so we're going to see what's coming out July 2022. <laughs> it's going to be 40 minutes all about Breath of the Wild 2. This is fucking incredible. And then being like, Metroid, what the fuck? <laughs> this is out in a week. It's fucking getting into summer, mate. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's rumours of like a controller. Um, I feel yep. like we said this just moments ago, but... <laughs> God, it feels like, like a new time loop game comes Shut out the fuck day. up! <laughs> Don't shut the fuck up! Intellectual property rights are real. <laughs> That's copyright filthy casuals, my friend. That's part of the LLC. We could all dip into that one. Boy, I really feel like this is. I feel like I'm going to complain to Optus and try and. I'm going to try and get out of paying this bill because mm-hmm. it's been so unreliable. But I feel like if there's anyone in there that's listened to this episode, they're going to go, no, I. I heard actually that disconnection really fired you boys up and put you in good spirits. So I don't think you have any claim to getting any money back on this one because it's been a real. It's been a good thing for your output. Yeah. And uh, that would be justified. Yeah, so rumours, for some reason people think it'll be a Nintendo 64 controller because um, you said, Tommy, that there's little stickers in the pattern that people know about already that line up with a Nintendo 64 controller. That was me. Would. <laughs> that was Ben. <laughs> Tommy said it. Like eight minutes ago. That was literally eight and a half minutes ago. <laughs> there's no way to prove it. <laughs> uh, this, I, if comments we get about the podcast are anything to go by as well, it's impossible to tell which of us said which thing. And yeah. like, I relate to that. Yeah, it does happen every episode. <laughs> it's like it's part ben of the filthy blah, blah, casuals blah, blah. LLC. It yes. is whatever that is. Yeah, ladies love cool, <laughs> and then it just stops. Yeah, I think but, I've um, made that joke on the podcast before as well. You have a the, terrible uh, memory, Knox. <laughs> I truly do. The yeah. last year and a half or whatever has made it so so much worse as well. Yeah, but it, a terrible memory. But watch this, uh, Adam. What year did Ape Escape come out? Nineteen ninety-eight. Who cares? <laughs> It was in. It was, it, no, actually, that's not true as well. 1999. I was wrong. The okay. DualShock controller came out in 98, and that's why I thought that. Uh, but right, it, because it's used so tethered it the year to after. It was the yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Yep, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I but remember yeah, this is a. This, I love this. Uh, I love this rumor about the uh, the Nintendo 64 stuff that is based on Nintendo having filed a patent and getting the government to make it classified, mm-hmm. and someone found out that that classification runs out this Friday, which it seems to be the theory is that they're being like strong-armed into making this announcement right before the classification runs out, and people are just going to have access to the patent anyway. That's mm. a Bizarre way of that working, if that's true. The DualShock true. came out in November 1997. Oh, oh, this pandemic wow. has really destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, they, there's no way that they, like, maybe it lines up and they're doing it because of that, but they've got a 40-minute mm. uh, Nintendo Direct happening, which, like, as we will be able to see in the morning, will be 80% Metroid Dread, but, mm-hmm. like, and maybe and even then- a new Smash Brothers character. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's like a what's a game that like you know no one really cares all that much about? Um, there, there'll be like twenty five minutes about that being ported over to the Switch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure, just like a <laughs> back before the pandemic again, we'd have had a game to put into that, <laughs> but it's just you have to accept that that we are the way we are now. Um, yeah. The uh, 
thing about the Nintendo 64 controller too is like it does line up obviously with like people assuming that they are going to move on. There's been rumors about Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Yeah. And Nintendo 64 joining the Switch Online stuff, mm. which, yeah, cool, whatever. Like, it'd be free and it'd be a weird choice of games probably if what they've got up there for the other systems is anything to go by. That's true, yeah. It'll so, take them ages to get to the point of anything that people actually, you know, mm. like Majora's Mask will be the on there in like five and... years. Yeah. Mm. But it, it could also be, I, I, for whatever reason, I don't quite get why, other than the sticker thing which you mentioned before, Ben... The um, thank you. The, I have a memory of Tommy saying it. It's fucking crazy. That is weird. <laughs> what? This is your Berenstein Bears. <laughs> the patent effect. Uh, yeah. The, the, every time the internet dies at Tommy's house, I die in that universe as well and shift right. to right, the new one. Okay. Right, right. Okay. It's been an awful, awful couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, that, you know, they've been putting out so many of these, like the little Mario Kart and the the yep. Nintendo, what's it called? Fit. Ring Fit Adventure. Thing. Yep. The Ring, Ring Fit controller. Yep. yep. Those are controllers too. So it could be some new peripherally kind of thing like Labo or whatever like that as well. We don't know. Mm. We'll, we'll see in a matter of hours. So who cares about talking about it right now? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, something I've been playing on the Nintendo Switch this week is uh, an indie game called Eastwood. Which what was controller you've been using? Yeah. Uh, Joy-Con in handheld mode. Mostly. <laughs> Ring fit. You know, pretty I'm, stupid about that. Come tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I'm not ashamed to say it. I've been from time to time, fellas. I've been chucking it into the dock and I've been pulling out the Pro Controller. Mm-hmm. I don't mind telling you. Every mm-hmm. now and then, That's I'm not above it. Very brave I'm not above it. <laughs> very I'm not brave. above going big screen from time to time if the mood strikes me. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, this game was announced, feels like a little while ago, and I think we were all immediately pretty taken with the style of it. Um, it is a pixel art, uh, I guess, action RPG. Like, it's not turn-based, but it's, um, yeah, top-down it's a post-apocalyptic setting. You're a, you're a, you play two characters at once. You play a little um, a, a guy who's everyone lives. Most people live underground. You start off in this little underground society. People have moved down there because the world up above has become all fucked up. And you find this girl living in the in the rocks one day. You're mining in there, and uh, yeah, it's the two of you kind of set off on this adventure you go up to the surface and then you're kind of going from town to town um very heavy like zelda dungeon influence in in the design very uh heavy uh sort of east uh earthbound design Mm -hmm. uh in the in the influence in the style um and yeah it's uh it's it's such a like the music and the look and the feel and the tone is just i think it's I think it might be the best example of pixel art I've seen in a game. It's so vibrant. It's so lush looking. The most of what you're doing is it's it's a yeah. The two of you kind of walking around. You both have different abilities. You can separate the two of them. So there's a lot of like one of you goes into a room to hit a switch where that's then going to let the other one through the door and right. all that kind of stuff. The puzzles aren't too. You know, they're not designed to be, like, incredibly brain-bending or anything like that. They're, like, fairly simple for the most part. Um, but they're still very satisfying to do. And the combat is, it's it's a, you know, it's a, it's a top-down hack-and-slashy kind of thing. So sure. it's not, 
there's no it's not death's door where there's like intricate combat where you got to time your rolls and all that kind of stuff you just you're walking up to enemies you're slashing them away with your little frying pan weapon that you have um but it's still it's the whole kind of aesthetic and the tone and the feel of it is just so well done and i'm just so into going on the little trip that it's taking me on that yeah if you look at the trailer and you're drawn in by the style um, like if that's enough to get you in on a purchase, then I think you'll have a great time with it. If if any of that looks kind of not up your alley, then I I don't think that the mechanics are you know strong enough that you know like I for me I didn't love the art style of Death's Door, but all the mechanics of it were strong enough that I would still recommend it even if the art style didn't look to your tastes. But yeah, with this I think it's 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 pleasant enough and it's fun and it it does remind me of like an old kind of Super Nintendo you know, controlling two characters and splitting them off kind of that era of game. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really into it. I'm, I'm, f- I think I'm like four and a half hours in, I think it's like 30 hours all up, which is great. pretty dense for a, mm. for a little uh, indie pixel art game. And it's got this cool, like it's got this uh, game within it that you can kind of play at little computers that you come across uh, called, uh, what's it called? Earthborn, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is obviously it's really wearing its influences on its sleeve, mm. but it is a fully functioning kind of eight bit um, RPG, like turn based RPG, that is apparently it's completely optional, but is apparently very. It's like a complete game. Yeah, just right. Within this game, that's like a that's like you know when Final Fantasy was on the NES. It's like that kind of style, turn based. You get party members. It saves your progress from terminal to terminal. And um, I don't quite know what effect, if any, it has on the story as you go on if you end up completing all of it. But, um, yeah, the people that I've read who've engaged with it, have some of them have been liking that more than the actual game that's oh, wow. on the outside of it. But, um, yeah, it's it's really impressive. There's I think it was made by a team of, like, ten people. But, yeah, it's so – there's there's a lot in it. And it's um, – yeah, I think it's fucking great. I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, this cool. is this is on my, like, most anticipated games list – this year I just haven't got around to it yet I'm very excited to play it I, yeah I'm one of those people who watched the trailer and was like fuck yeah this has enough um, the about it this distinctive from similar yep. looking you know pixel art uh, hack and slash games that have come out in the past few years that yeah I, I'm super super keen which yeah if if that means I'm going to love it um, I'm really excited to play it and now I have time to because I've finished the other game I've been playing lately yeah, I would say, and I mean this as a compliment, it's like someone made a game out of um, lo-fi hip-hop beats to study to. Great. <laughs> Great. It's That's, that playlist yeah. adapted into a video game. It's very... Awesome. Like even, yeah, it's just, it's it's kind of relaxing. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's just a chill, vibey, yeah, very like vapor wavy. Mm. Not fully, but like, yeah, and it, it looks beautiful. So, Fuck yeah. yeah, I reckon uh, check it out. Eastward. 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 Not Eastwood. Nope. Not Clint. Nuh-uh. Eastward. Like if you were in a hospital. Right. Yeah. Right. I was on an Eastward once. Really? That's why you love the game there. I was on That's the, uh, the connection. Eastward once. Have I ever told you about that? Really? You were riding, riding the Eastward. Yep. I said <laughs> that. Rolls reverse now. <laughs> and normally you're the one riding a horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a horse costume at the time. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of wearing a mask like that, you know? Wearing a big mask. Yes. Covering up 
who you are, like you do if you wear a horse costume. <laughs> right. Similar. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. To what mm-hmm. a big group of people have done in a certain place called Black Reef. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, no, all the all the NPCs have, that's for sure. Works. Uh, yeah. We've yeah. all been playing and we have finished. Yeah. And are going to talk about at length Death Loop. Death yes. Loop. Arcane's Arcane Leon's Death Loop. Um, um no spoilers. Yes. No, no spoilers for this bit, and then we're going to end the episode properly, and then we're going to talk spoilers afterwards. Yes. Yeah. If you're, if you're into that, because it's only out on the PS5 and the PC, um, and obviously, you know, you need... It's a newer game, and it doesn't run that well on newer PCs even, because it's a little unoptimized, but you need pretty recent stuff to be able to play it, so it's not accessible to everyone. So, yeah, we won't be doing yeah. crazy spoilers in the first part of the review here, just to let you know. Yes. Um... But yeah, so this is a, a follow up to uh, what was most recent Dishonored Two, probably. Prey Pre- was Prey, Prey more, Prey was more in recent. Between that, I, I reckon. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I've I've played Prey just the start though. Um, I don't know why I didn't really get into it, but I, yeah, I, I really enjoy the Dishonored games, mm-hmm. and I was I think yeah excited for this game um, as listeners would know because we've talked about every time a trailer has been released, which has been seventeen times. Um, and I think had my enthusiasm wane a little bit over the course of that. Just like, I don't know, it was just like a lot of promo, a lot of like, all right, get to the game. Um, and it turns out it's a really good game. Yeah, I was pretty into it. I, although I had a suspicion that I would get this and not be into it. Mm. Um, I liked the whole concept, but it on paper, it seemed like it was going to either be heavy, like online multiplayer focus or kind of a, a roguelite or uh, it just seemed, it, it seemed pretty high concept from, from how mm-hmm. they pitched it. It seemed to me like I don't really get how you can pull this off and make it be a satisfying, fun, uh, like single player kind of linear story, which is the kind of stuff that I uh, generally really enjoy playing. But fuck me down if they didn't, haven't absolutely done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great game. Uh, we, I just looked it up. We, they, they co-developed the Wolfenstein Youngblood as well, so I guess that was the most okay thing. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the, the game is kind of different, it, it, at least structurally, to how I thought it would be. Yeah, um, yes, for sure. But I have really fucking enjoyed it. We've all finished it. Um, we've all, I think, come away with pretty similar impressions that it's a fucking crazy good game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about you guys because we didn't really get the chance to talk about it much after I finished it because I finished it last night. Um, I did. I haven't talked to you at all since then. <laughs> and anyone who, who says differently is spreading salacious rumours. Um, <laughs> but it did... Uh, I think it was a bit of a bell curve. At the start, I was a little overwhelmed by all the stuff it throws at you. Once you sink into it, it's really satisfying to feel the progression of your skill and and uh, uncover the sort of intricate way that they have designed this game. And then by the very end, I was a, a, a little... Um, it was getting a little repetitive, but th- I'm talking about the final 5% of the game. And so, it makes right. sense that it yeah. would be repetitive because the concept of the game is to repeat the one day on this <laughs> island that has like a big, you know, 60s science machine yep. that loops that island in the same day for eternity. And you piece together this sort of mystery about why and about who's doing it and about who these people 
on the Islander throughout the course of the game. And that was something I found um, way more enjoyable than I expected to at the start of the game. The way that it slowly reveals the characters of these people on the island to you and the backstory of why the island's there and who put it there and all this stuff that you find basically in the environment Mm. and completely... um, of your own volition, at least it feels like. I mean, there's only so much stuff put there and the game wants you to find it. So, of course, you're not just actually discovering a secret. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I found out something the game didn't want me to know. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. I think That's just to give, a bit of, to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to give a bit of uh, yeah, context for what what you actually have to do mm. in the game because, again, it's, it's not – yeah, I think it's not entirely clear – what it's going to be from just looking at the trailers and stuff. So yeah, you're this you're this character that's living on this time loop island, and you want you want the time loop to end. And the way for the time loop to end is there's these nine people that are called visionaries that are kind of in control of the loop. And if all of them die in the one day, then the loop stops. So basically, you have these four areas that you can go to. Then there's four times of day that you can go to them. So essentially there's 16 different areas to explore. And through doing that, what you have to do is piece together a way to take out all of them in those four little chunks that you have. You have to work out and you gradually – but it's basically – it's a lot more linear than that makes it sound. Like it gives you these little Mm. mission markers that you're going – and it's it's also – you can't really speed run it in the sense that once you've worked out how to do it all, you can't then go back and do a new game and go and do all of this stuff immediately because it there's certain things that you there's certain like codes that you discover in the game that are that are that are differently generated every time you play it. Oh yeah. So like yeah, a yeah. so a lock on a door isn't going to be the same combination for every run through. So you will still have to go through a loop and get that code and then come back like you couldn't mm. you, you know you couldn't just go and complete the game in 20 minutes once you know how to line them all up out right. of wilds if you know how to play that if you know what's going on if i went back to that game now hypothetically you can just go and do the final thing that you're meant to do after learning all this stuff right because you are learning it as the player but yeah this game has a lot more like you collect a piece of knowledge almost as an item like mm-hmm. a, yeah. like a whichever gem in a zelda game or whatever and you're right it is like just structurally it's, it was completely different to how it was i expected it to be from watching those trailers and stuff i thought it was an open world island that had a time loop in the classic sense of this x amount of real time passes in the game and then it loops again and it yes. completely isn't that you've got infinite Which time it, yeah. when you go yeah. into one of those segmented areas you've got morning noon afternoon night and those four areas once you choose which one you're going to and when you've got as long as you want to go around there. Yeah, 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 because the challenge of the game is not to do something quickly, it's to do something precisely or to do something following like in, a, a, a set of steps. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. You, you mm. investigate something, you, you figure out usually a couple of ways, but in, in some sort of major, um, you know, fulcrum points, you only really, you don't get a choice. Um, but yeah. in, in in some cases, you get multiple you know ways to approach it, and yeah, set up a series of dominoes that you kind of have to flick, and then jump to later in the day and flick the next you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's yeah this intricate puzzle that you 
you set up rather than it's not about re- reaction time although you know the gunplay is it's not about um yeah speed running it's about it's about brain running <laughs> I yeah, mm. I found it. I found that sort of the way it's all plotted out really. Because so I don't really play first person shooters. I spent a couple of hours with this, was incredibly bad at it, and yeah. reached a point where I thought, I think I'm going to bounce off this because I'm just, I'm, I just can't play it. And it was really frustrating me that there wasn't some kind of difficulty option, which is pretty rare these days to not. Because I was like, I wish I could just go. I want to solve the mystery and I want to be able to do this game. But I am just really inhibited by my level of skill in this type of genre just being – just purely because it's like something that I'm – the field of vision and the way people can kind of sneak up on you in a first-person perspective versus how that works in a third-person perspective. I'm just not used to that uh, – yeah, that feeling. A first-person um, stealth game especially, which mm, this yeah, kind of yeah. like def- – the same with a lot of this type of game, which pe- some people call immersive sim. I don't like that thing. But it's like Deus yeah. Ex or Dishonored or that type of – like more detailed first person shootery kind of jumping game. Yeah. yeah. You kind of default to stealth a lot of the time and I can yeah. see it is not uh, a um simple thing to do if you're not fluent in the language of these games that have existed for 25 years or whatever now. Right. Yeah, it's such a small thing, but it just that perspective like I've you know I've been doing a lot of self stealth stuff in Ghost of Tsushima um yeah, lately, right. but it's but it for whatever reason, yeah, the third person, it just it functions. Like being able to whip the camera around you to kind of see where, get a real lay of the land for stealth stuff is just what I've become used to, like using as kind of the way that I approach those situations in those games. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of hit a point where I'm like, I'm just, I, I'm just not going to be able to get this done. But, yeah, it was just so kind of interested in this game and really wanted to push through and then... Hit a point where I don't really know what happened. It just it just kind of clicked, and then just getting these little threads that are you still can do them in any order, but it is still essentially I think a linear game because it's you've got all these missions that you have to do in order to get the knowledge to be able to go and complete the game and do that final run where you take everyone out on that um, on that in that one day, and so. Yeah, starting to piece that all together and starting to see it kind of formulate and then go, oh, okay, so you do this in the morning and then I just need to work out how to get this person to go here at this time frame. Yeah. I'll be pretty set. Like once I really knuckled into that and got a little bit better at the combat and it re- it really started to click for me. And yeah, I, I kind of, I don't think I, I think I have the inverse bell curve, Ben, where right. really into the tutorial, huge dip off. And then once that clicked for me, just like, Straight up until the end, mm. I was really, really loving it. By the I end, I enjoyed the ending too because it, it the, the the way it put itself together to make that ending feel like okay, I know what to do, and I felt good knocking down those dominoes at the end, right? Because I think that the structure is really cleverly done in this way to make it not like and now I've got to rush over here before it gets to yeah. six p.m. in game because yep. it, it it makes it feel a lot more like cerebral, which is what the game is kind of trying to be, right? Even yeah. though, yes, I agree that the structure is sort of linear, the feeling of un- unwrapping all the all the things completely works. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes your only objective is uh, go here at this time of day and just go into this room and find this thing, this code or whatever it is. And literally that's all you have to do, uh, you know, for in order to like – 
put you know um uh progress. check that objective yeah. off progress yeah. in in that specific mission and and that room that you're going to might not be too far from the start area of where you come in. You know, it ends up being a relatively short mission. But, you know, when you're in there, you can fuck around and you can do other stuff. And there is like, there's like, you get little right. hints about where better weapons are stored. And um, every time you kill one of the uh, visionaries, they drop a slab, which is kind of like a supernatural special ability that you can then equip um, you can then also, if you kill them again, you'll get an upgrade. So, you you know, you are kind of motivated to go through and keep doing this stuff and just kind of fucking around with the loop as much as you want until mm. you decide that you want to go and actually start kind of checking these things off. Right. There's a good amount of that sort of side stuff to do where there'll be little, you know, some weird little room in one map where something's happening you don't quite know what it is and it's up to you to figure it out. A lot less, in a lot less of a, a, a driven by the, um, you know, points on the map kind of way than the, yep. the sort of main uh, missions that it goes through. But I don't think those main missions suffer from being as laid out as they are. Cause like, yes, it's not like outer wilds where you are just thrown into this thing. It's like, go figure it out. Can't cause yep. that also doesn't necessarily resonate with people. I think you Ben yeah. didn't like that about outer wilds. Yeah. And I think it's a game that, you know, by dint of its nature, you have to be in the mood for that. You know, and I may yeah. be in the mood for Outer Wilds if I go play it again. But at that point, when I played it, I just wasn't, and it it didn't give me enough of a of a pull or enough of uh, engagement to make me want to. Which you know is you could say that's a criticism of the game or a criticism of my mood. But whatever the case may be, it's just fact for my experience of it. Well, and that's yeah, yeah, that's not the case with Deathloop. Deathloop it, yeah. is constantly driving you forward. It has fantastic visuals. The quality of I think the uh, the Eternalists, the NPCs specifically, like some of the textures, the reflective stuff, the costumes was really creative. I love that stuff. Um, the sound design's fantastic. And the voice acting, which is crucial for um, what you said before, Nox, of like feeling engaged with these characters and, and enjoying the, you know, uncovering the, the, the depth to them. Uh, mm. It's Yeah, it's crucial for that. The voice acting's fucking great. I, I loved it. It's really mm. good. I wasn't super into some of the artwork, I have to say. I think it was right. a smart move to make the Eternalists not look ultra human because mm-hmm. you are being extremely violent to them again and again and again. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, you're snapping their necks really vividly. And yeah. so it's good that they've just got this weird, you know, painted gold mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and it separates them from the visionaries too. Yep. But like um, it also just, I, I played it on the PS5 and it just technically has a lot of problems. It crashed for me multiple times. It it doesn't, it, there's a 60 FPS mode that ran fine. It ran okay, but also like uh, would hitch at like the start of maps and things like that sometimes when it felt like maybe it was loading in whoever, whichever multiplayer person was going to come in. Right. And the shadows would glitch out and stuff like that. Like it is technically not... Um, that That is probably the worst aspect of this game is that like sometimes quest things won't trigger properly. Sometimes it feels like you're... There's, there's issues like that that are prevalent enough that they're a bit annoying but the game is so good underneath it that it, I don't think it's a huge knock against it and it will be fixed yeah. over time by the time more people are able to have access to PS5s as well. You would hope. Yeah, yeah I, I had one little thing like that where a thing didn't register, but yeah, all the other right. stuff, the visual stuff, I didn't notice. I didn't get any of that, which is um, 
kind of weird given that, again, because of our home internet situation slash just where everything is, I don't have access to the internet on my PlayStation 5 at the moment, which means that I'm playing this in a very... It felt like I was playing a game in like the year 2002 where it's like, I've gotten it day one and whatever's going on with it on day one, that's the version of the game I'm playing. Like just sitting there going, there's no patches for me. Anything that's being fixed in the first couple of days after launch, I'm not getting access to it. So uh, yeah, I I didn't get any of the... The weird uh, graphical stuff, but yeah, I, I did get a pretty huge thing where I had to go and locate something, and I'd located it, and the game just was not registering that I had um, that I had found it. So mm. I can't, I was able to get around it, but it was there. There was like a half hour there where I was just walking around, going, I've, "I guess I've not found it. Like what? Mm. What's fucking going on?" Yeah, am I? I've so played it on on, on PC. Um, I experienced the sound stuttering issue, which is apparently very widespread, uh, enough so that they patched it out um, already. They patched it out yesterday. but um, And, yeah, experienced more, more like sound sync issues than I would have thought for, for such an otherwise polished game. Because for me, yeah, graphically and, um, you know, quest markers, things like that, uh, no, no bugs at all. But, yeah, the sound did make it uh, stick out as not the AAA title I maybe was expecting after I paid, you know, whatever it was, 80 bucks, yeah. 70 bucks. I do think that it also just like visually kind of, it, it doesn't look, it doesn't look bad at all, but it, it doesn't look like a next gen kind of game, especially when it's not coming out on the PS4 and all of those. Yeah. Like, it right. looks fine, but um, it's not. I don't quite get why it's a PS5 mm. only because it doesn't really seem to be doing anything that, yeah, like it, it looks. Yeah, like you said, it doesn't look bad, mm. but it doesn't. Every other like PlayStation Five only game I've put in, I've been spending a lot of time just, and even like the visual upgrade modes they've put mm. onto like Ghost and whatever. I've just spent a lot of time. Maybe it's something to do with the first person perspective that you don't, you know, you don't really get that option of just kind of hanging there and letting the camera kind of spin around and sort of taking in all the environments. But it, mm. there's nothing about this that's visually that really made me go, wow, I'm so glad I have a PS5 because this looks mm. fantastic. Especially when it's, when it's running at like uh, a pretty much constant 60 FPS other than those little stutters. So 99% of the time it's kind of basically locked to that. Uh, mm. I don't know why I couldn't run at 30 in that mode on a PS4. And when I right. say I don't know, I mean, I literally don't know. So <laughs> sure, don't yeah. take that as a criticism necessarily, but it's a, it's a shame that the pool of people who can play this good game is limited, I guess is all I'm saying. But yeah, Bethesda yeah. will put it out on Xbox games when the exclusive uh, Xboxes, when the exclusivity thing is up in a year. I reckon. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Said for that, sure. But it's pretty much uh, a foregone conclusion it seems as though and when that happens you should play because again Mm. the actual gameplay so the main thing you're doing is stealthing around and shooting people in the way of uh, a dishonesty type of thing yep you've got these power-ups in those slabs you mentioned before tommy and uh they are all really fun to play around with there's like pretty standard i guess stuff for this type of game and if you've played dishonored they'll be familiar to you especially like the shift one lets you warp a little bit yeah there's an invisibility one there's a make you tougher one there's an interesting one that lets you like um combine multiple enemies into having the same fate so if you link these people and kill one they'll all die yeah which is a great one that's probably Mm. the one that lends itself most to creativity um but yeah you've got those powers you have i think a good range of guns Mm -hmm. um 
you know, I I ended up getting. Uh, actually, before I talk about that, let's talk about the infusion system. Or right, should, yeah, we, sure. should we go in depth into it? Because it's not something you get immediately. It does. You get it at the end of the quite lengthy tutorial. It's a couple of hours for the tutorial, yeah. but like it is because part of the game is because you're looping. You are building your arsenal as you go, and it's yes. not that you have to start again every time. You're able to like do this fucking thing. And yeah. keep some loot with points that you've gotten during the game. Yeah, at yeah. the beginning, you when you die, you lose everything. And so, yeah, to begin with, I was like, oh, no, this is a, you know, again, like, because for me, like, with these roguelike games, I've kind of always said that, you know, even if I like the controls and the mechanic and everything, I just don't like that, like, not feeling like progression. And I think a lot of times when I've reviewed those kinds of games, I've said, I just wish there was more, like, you could hold on to stuff and there was a bit of a story and there were and there were missions and there was a bit more of progression other than just trying to get up to a slightly further part every time you play it. And this is that game. This yeah. is that game that takes those things that I do like about those games and puts in all the stuff that I always find myself wanting in them, that I always kind of find them to feel a bit kind of barren and unsatisfying because they don't have those kind of markers of things that I love in games. It's such a perfect, yeah, meshing of that sort of style whilst, Mm. yeah, getting rid of the stuff about it that's a bit of a drag. It's a really good middle ground game and I mean that in a super complimentary way in a lot of different ways like that too where it has this I found good story that you don't need to engage with really if you don't want to because it all mm, kind of yeah. happens in text logs and that sort of thing. So you can just blast through this game if you want to. It has good stealth if you want to do that or, or fun shooting if you want to do that, but you don't need to engage with it. It does mm. the idea of this type of game where you can kind of play it how you want pretty well, I think partly because it limits in the scope of what it actually is. Yep. Yes. Into not being this open world, hey, go anywhere, do anything. It's like, no, you've got these four areas, but they're all really well designed and the level design is like basically perfect. I really yeah. enjoyed that aspect yeah. of the game that you get I, to know yeah. these places really well over time. and mm. But there's a lot going on there. So, yeah, I I really like it. Yeah, I I think the, the way they've managed to balance... Um, a loop game with for and I do mean like ninety five percent of it was not repetitive for me. Um, mm-hmm. I yep. don't want to make it sound like that's a big criticism. It's a very minor nitpick, um, but they managed to balance yeah it not being repetitive with uh, making it um, familiar enough that you get real satisfaction from mastering the geography of those levels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks good. It changes slightly. From the different uh, times of day, um, sometimes it doesn't, you know, depending on which area you're talking about. But there are minor geographical changes. Um, the, the story is paced incredibly well. Like it's, yeah, you're right. It, they they manage to balance everything extremely mm. well. For that and bit I, that I think uh, my 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 issue with Returnal, you know, was that. I played it for fucking 25 hours and I got to the third boss, which was like less than halfway through. And I played yeah. Deathloop for 20 hours and I felt very satisfied. I felt like I was good at the game by the end and I finished it. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, for me, someone's doing something right and someone is doing something not to my taste. Mm. Yeah, I wish... I, but yeah, personal tasting, I wish Returnal was, yeah, this sort of structure because it'd be an all-timer for me. I loved it. I loved how it felt to play, but just not good enough to keep to be able to do that all in one 
uh, go. And the bit that you're talking about, Ben, that you found uh, repetitive, that mm-hmm. is, you, that again, just with how you can approach this, I think you did much later on in your playthrough than I did in mine. Yeah. That bit, I kind of, it, again, when you're talking about that balance of not making the time loop stuff feel too much of a drain and too much like you're repeating, there is just this one bit where it, the story does make you go to the same area again and again. And I kind of really liked that it just had this one bit where it really did Groundhog Day it up. Like, I, mm. you know, because it, for a lot of it, it's, yeah, it's making you go to different parts of the map at different times of day and find different things and just work out how to exploit the loop. But then it just has one bit that I thought was like so restrained and well done of like, well, we've got to have a bit of fun with just having you do one mm. thing again and again and again and again and again as part of the story. Like I kind of really liked indulging in that just for that like one little segment of it in the story. Like I thought that was like a good, just a good balance to strike of like, well, here you go. Here's your one little and you know. I did that bit first, so I didn't even notice because I was still kind of figuring everything out. Right. So, like, you, you can tackle... It It opens up after the tutorial thing and you can do these these kind of set things in, in any order you want. Mm. Um, For the most part, the first list of objectives you get are go and kill each of these visionaries right. once. Go yeah. through, find them and kill them, and then in doing that, you work out a lot about, you know, you can then you know, raid their uh, bedroom or office or whatever. In taking them out once, you learn a lot about what they are doing in the lead up to that moment, what they're doing Mm. later on in the day. And so, yeah, your first thing is like, go find each of these people, take them out in their little area. And then in doing that, it'll open up a new path of like, okay, now that you found this out about them, go and, you know, go and look for more stuff on that on that track. Go and find more information about where they end up going later in the day and all that uh, sort of stuff. You'll also find out who they are, which I found really satisfying because they're all, for as little time as you interact with them, really well-drawn characters that yeah. um, have, like you said before, Ben, really, really noticeably good voice acting. Yeah. And pretty great writing across the board. Like, yep. there's some humour that's, I think, delivered pretty tastefully or whatever. I, that mm-hmm. sounds... The, God, I sound like a <laughs> fucking asshole saying that. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... I don't think that this is a spoiler, but one of the characters is like a game developer. You find that out really early on. They make these oh, yeah. like real life games and that you can see how writing that in a different game would lead to a kind of cheesy uh, like breakdown of a video game developer type of thing. And it doesn't happen in that way for this. It, it no, works no. for me. That, yeah. So I just use that as an example because I think it's the one you can see how... I think when I sort of saw that that's what they were doing, that character, I went, oh. But then it didn't, you know, I, I was worried yeah, that it was yeah. going to be this kind of lame, obvious version of that. And I don't think it was. I, I was really interested he, in all these he characters. He makes these sort of like escape roomy kind of things. So it's yeah. not, yeah, which, which again is just a good excuse to have this area that looks kind of cool that he's, you know, that he's decked out in his, you know, it's just you, you're in this different environment. Like you end up having to go and do... And we'll talk like, maybe more yeah. about those specific people in the yeah. sealed yeah. section in a little bit. But I, yeah, I, I, I like think with um with the voice acting and the characterization and the writing, I think that's a great example, Nox, that you bring up because the reason it works is because they think about it and they, they flesh it out in context. They've thought about the mm-hmm. world, they've mm-hmm. thought about why these people what or I guess why any people would want to be there, and then they've gone, Okay, well what if a person has come here because of blah. And they flesh that out and they give them a great voice and they right. they explore that within the world. And I think the issue that we, I think, 
um, find more grating than other people for whatever reason is, you know, in other games, they will try to take a little bit of a shortcut because you might have to, you know, because your budget is given mostly to, you know, video animation or whatever. Mm. But they they skip a little bit in the writing and go, well, we'll just like make it similar to a, a character that's already existed in media. You know, they'll go like, right, oh, right. it's this kind of character. We'll reference this kind of person. And for us, I think it makes it feel more shallow, you know, rather than more deep because it's like, well, you're just copying something else. So it's just, you know, that's just a reference. These are not references. Yeah. There's period um, references in design and, and music and stuff like that. But like a 60s James Bond vibe. I don't know if we mentioned yeah. specifically yeah. that it's that. It's it's that sort of and then, yeah, given a sort of science fiction-y sort of lens. But, yeah, the characters, which are crucial because you think about them, you know, you think about eight of them, nine of them for... 20 hours they're all great they all exist as real people yeah. almost they're mm-hmm. really really well done and you slowly see them interact with each other in these audio logs and stuff which like whatever you think of audio logs being the way to deliver a story i know some people mm. are a bit sick of that because it has been done a lot i think it's done well in this um yeah, yeah. and i think They've- basically everything other than just a couple of the technical things especially the crashes bothered me you mm. know yeah but mm. Other than that stuff, I just basically enjoyed every element of this game. I don't like it. It it it. The fact that it limits itself to being what it can be mm-hmm. adds to it, and also makes it not this like what I found without a wilds, where I was like, "This is completely new to me." I'm really enjoying how fresh and inventive this is. I don't think that Deathloop maybe has quite that level of impact on me. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't need to. It's it's fucking it's it's really cleverly made and it is really well put together that I I just enjoyed it for the whole time. Does that make sense? What I'm saying there? Yeah, yeah. it's it's very segmented. Like at the start, I kind of was finding it a bit of a bummer that you're constantly like going back into this menu and picking your loadout, and you you know you do spend a lot of it doesn't it doesn't have that like you know, that, that free-flowing thing. Like a Last of Us type of thing where you get yeah, sucked suspend, into Yeah, you really, like, adventure. suspend your disbelief like you are right. kind of constantly going back and holding a button to, like, progress the, you know, if... Very gamey. You start the new... Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, in between that, it's very gamey, so it's a bit like... But I think that that's really the only way to make this kind of setup work in the way that it does. Like, once you sort of yeah. start piecing it together, it's like, oh, it just has to be set up that way. And mm. another thing I really love about it is that I'm I'm such a big one for... I love any game that has a, a very consistent in-game justification for the things in video games that are very video gamey that just make no sense. Like you die and then you come back to life or, you know, you just mm. have these abilities for whatever reason, like... All that stuff, just all that stuff about video games that we all just accept as like that's part of it that you just have to kind of, you know, suspend your disbelief that it sort of makes no sense that this person can die and then just come back to life is just all justified in world. Like there's mm-hmm. yep. no real video gamey elements of it that are just there just because that you just have to go, oh, it's a video game. Like it's, uh, you know, of course it functions like that. Like I, I just really like being able to completely buy into this reality of this world. And yeah, to go back to the character stuff like at this when you turn the game on you get the options of do you want subtitles on or not and i tend to prefer subtitles to be off just because especially in cutscenes, it's a bit yeah. like i don't know it's a bit immersion breaking or whatever but i you know you kind of sneak around and when you find the visionaries they're often like doing something like they'll be having a conversation with someone or they're doing something and i realized i was just missing a lot of 
th- that story right. and that character um, development because I was like kind of too far away from them to hear them properly or I was doing other stuff or I'd get into combat and I would sort of miss chunks of the dialogue. So, yeah, I kind of realised like, oh, I've got to turn this subtitles back on because I'm just I'm just missing so much of this kind of great, you know, building up of the characters from just what they're doing pottering around when you're kind of stalking them before you take them out. If you've if you've got your PS5 controller's speaker turned off as well, make sure you go into <laughs> yeah. the menu and turn off the thing in the game as well because there will be a character who only talks to you through there. Right. You'll miss a lot of that early on if you don't realise that it hasn't <laughs> defaulted to copying what your console's doing. Um, ah, fuck, there was something I was going to... Oh, yeah, the fact that it's gamey and, like, rather than being cinematic or whatever is not a knock against it as well. It works no, really no, no. well. Like, yeah. I think that's the only way to have made it work. Like, yeah. at the start, I was like, oh, this is kind of grating. And then, yeah, once you get into that, it's just like, all right, back in the menu, I needed to be night to go and do this, pushing it forward, in I go. Like, you, it, it actually, for me, like, yeah, enhanced it, this feeling of, like, I'm in the control room, I'm getting my shit all lined up, I'm going yeah. in here, like, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I, I want to just make the point as well because I don't I think you're right Knox that all the story story stuff is largely in sort of extraneous material uh, audio logs um, stuff that you read but there is there is a a plot in the game and there are cinematics and there are animated sort of uh, transitional things so like the main plot does have close to a sort of you know Bioshock you know in engine sort of story that plays out and um, it is very engaging and there's some fun stuff with sort of, you know, characters popping up multiple times and the time loop mm-hmm. stuff is, is done pretty well. Um, but yeah, there is, it's, I think it is similar to like it, it reminds me sort of overall time loop aside to Bioshock Infinite because it is, you can play mm-hmm. it with stealth, you can go loud, you have powers that are explained in universe. I think that, that's why a lot of people really love and connect with the Bioshock games is like the plasmids and the vapor, the vigors in Infinite are really cool. Like they're aesthetically cool, um, uh, and yeah, you you can sort of uh, get the audio logs to expand the universe and and fill in the gaps. But um, yeah, it is a great game um, narratively. Uh, just if you run through the, the single player story and don't explore as well, I I, I, I want to make sure people understand yeah. that because uh, yeah. yeah, I, I do recommend it. There's a lot there on top of that too. We didn't even mention the multiplayer aspect, which I yeah. don't think, which is the yes, true. similar to Dark Souls, which it was the 10th anniversary of Dark Souls coming out yesterday. So yeah, that, fuck. it's been a full decade of people calling this the Dark Souls of that. Yeah. <laughs> but the multiplayer is the Dark Souls multiplayer where it's like uh, another player can invade your single player game. It's explained in world and it's really, really fun. I think it's balanced well. I think it's an enjoyable addition to it. It didn't end up grating on me really. It was an enjoyable like, ah, fuck, here we go type of thing every time. Yep. Um, I've tried playing as Juliana and it was the, there's been connection problems the whole time for me. Juliana is the invading character. Yep. Um, I couldn't get into a match the first time I tried. Second time I tried, we tried to record a video and like uh, internet, I guess all of us broke or something, or at least Tommy (laughs) and me or like their servers or whatever, because it was jerking around and it was almost unplayable. So that's a shame. So I can't really speak to playing that version of it, but having people invade you in the single player was really fun for me. Yes. And worth pointing out, if that doesn't sound like your thing, because it's absolutely not my thing, it's it's optional. You can turn yeah. it off and get invaded by an AI instead of uh, yeah. a real person, which I, I love that it's there, but I think it's a great move to have made it optional. Yeah, and the AI is just a lot easier, obviously. Um, it, again, speaking to the way that they've managed to balance all of these systems, as you 
And I genuinely found the sort of, you know, action combat of the game pretty easy. Uh, yeah. It... And you get it gets easier, obviously, as you go along. You get all these upgrades and high-powered weapons, and you can upgrade your weapons. You can upgrade your character with trinkets that make you like stronger and have more, you know, special power, juice, and shit like that. Um, yeah, if you decide to go like, oh, well, I want to put the Giuliani, Julia, <laughs> the Rudy Giuliani character um, <laughs> to to other people, you know, it is a genuine challenge and it can fuck up your runs, um, but it gives you a good sort of yardstick for how much better you're getting at the game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And as you pointed out, Nox, as you progress through the game, the the times where you come up against the people you want to assassinate become more frequent. Um, apparently the, the invasion mechanic is tied to there being an assassination target in the level you're in. So it becomes yeah. more frequent and it, it, it increases the difficulty in a way that is both um, sort of naturalistic and inevitably tied to the way they've designed the game. I think it's very, very clever. Yep. I think that that's the big word for the whole game, right? Is that it's clever. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a really cleverly made game in basically every aspect of it. Shame about a couple technical issues, but honestly, they're not the, that big of a deal. They'll be patched out pretty soon. Hopefully, yeah. You yep. know, so, You'd don't, think so don't let that be too off-putting to you because I had them all, I guess, right. basically, and it was I love this game. Yeah. Really enjoyable. You, if you have a PC, get it. Um, if you have, a, if you don't have a PS5, I'm gonna say don't buy a PS5 for this game. Like, just that's a financial responsibility it'll, thing. It'll show up on <laughs> Xbox later as well. Exactly. Too, so. that, that is the that is the reason. If you don't have a PC but you do have an Xbox, just wait. It'll probably be a lot. Of, you know, technically cleaned up by then. Um, mm. But be excited for it because it's fucking really good. It's a good, fun game, and yeah. uh, I, I think the fact that Tommy doesn't gel with this type of game mm. normally and was able to get into it does mean that that suggestion isn't even like... I do wish it had difficulty modes because I also found it easy, and Tommy, you found it hard. Yeah. It'd be nice just, to be able to tune that a little yeah. bit. Yes. And I know that there's a lot of people that you know go, oh, you just got to get better at it and whatever, but I the more I think about that kind of stuff and, and listening to... It's an accessibility a, thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Not yeah. everyone has the same response times. And li- listening to a podcast about the game Celeste, which is very difficult platformer, and I loved playing at the default setting, but it has difficulty settings in it because they right. realised not everyone has those same reaction times. And right. some people just want to experience the story that we've written and created, and, and if they want to breeze through it because of their... Or they're a lot younger, or whatever it is. It just—it was or weird to older, me to have this. They just don't have time to butt yeah, their yeah. head against something, you know. Like that was the big thing that was going to make me bounce off this. Was that yeah, we play a lot of stuff for the pod and also just for enjoyment. And I'm, I, I, I never, I've never really, I don't really want a game that is just going to absolutely punish me. And the majority of my playtime with it is going to be me just trying to get through the one bit. I that. For me personally, that's not the sort of thing that I find really mm. enjoyable. And so, yeah, part of that, I was getting very frustrated of like, I wish this would just let me ratchet up the amount of health that I have or, you know, really crank down the amount of damage that enemies take. Um, but I was able to get through it. But it did also mean that I didn't really spend a lot of time stalking around and doing all the extra stuff. I right. I was still even up to the end playing it very cautiously. And that's also right. a big part of, aside from the fact that, Technically, with internet, just wasn't wouldn't be able to have a human Juliana invade me. It was like 
I'm just not good enough at this type of game that I want a human player mm. to come in and take me on. Like I, I didn't really have that feel. Like I got better at it, but I didn't feel overpowered by the end of it. I still mm. felt up to the very end like I was just kind of like creeping my way through it and just getting away with it, which was still a fun sensation. But yeah, yeah, it's annoying that there's not that that, that people can't crank it up more if they want. Yeah, good ass game though. Yeah, I, yeah, but yeah. on on the other end of the spectrum, it, it is the kind of game where if you played these kind of games since Deus Ex, you know, like, well, I'll just sit at the front door of this building and keep throwing bottles and people will keep coming out and I'll keep shooting them in the head. And it takes away the entire challenge and the game design that is creative, you know, mm. of, of a certain area. Um, yeah. So, yes, I agree. Difficulty um, options for both reasons would, would be a good implementation, but I, I, you probably can't change that now. But Which whatever. might be something that gets added in, you know, maybe. by the time it's on Xbox and whatever. Maybe. Um, but yeah, do you guys want to chat a little, do a little spoily? Yeah. I feel like we want to, yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap up the main episode. Uh, oh, also, before we end, spoiled. Uh, six years of the podcast, like three days ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On my birthday. We've got the same birthday, me and the podcast. Oh, fuck. That's right. Happy birthday, Adam. You don't have, you don't, you don't put your birthday on Facebook or anything. So. No, I deleted it off of there. Um, happy right. birthday, Adam. Happy birthday, podcast. Happy birthday, Podcast Adam. is six years old and Adam is uh, 20, 22, right? Yeah, I'm 2022. <laughs> uh, the just to to make it clear, Deathloop is a big recommend as well. Yeah, yeah. yes, good game, really good game. So, Great so game. much so that we're all going to talk about it with spoiler stuff. So if you've if you want that, if you don't reckon you'll ever play it, or if you've played it and wanted to hear about it, that's what's coming up in the sealed section now. Oh yeah. Yep, stick around. Otherwise, uh, duck out now. Filthycasuals.com.au. Get on the Patreon. Get a bonus episode every week. We're currently reviewing the early 2000s year by year. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. We've also got the stuff on YouTube. We've got heaps of YouTube videos yeah. at the moment. We're playing The Sims. We, we were doing Fortnite for a bit. Heaps and heaps of videos. Nintendo two a week Direct going up there on the channel. Yes. In the yep. as well. Yes. So. Yeah, that'll be up... Uh, yeah, not that long after it's um, yeah. gone out. So if you feel like holding out and uh, watching us not too long after it's all happened, uh, then feel free to do that. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, let's do the. We'll do the sign off and then we'll come back, as we yeah. say here at the end of every episode of, as we say here, <laughs> roughly ten to fifteen minutes before the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. <laughs> Time for death loop spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, really, we mean it. We will yep. spoil everything about Deathloop here. So starting bow now. out now. Yeah. We're giving you time. This yep. is your time to get out of here. <laughs> um. So, <Good> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, good, good to game. get that off my chest. Yeah, I actually like <laughs> that. So, um, honestly, I f- did forget that this is to bring it up, and I guess I can't because it was a spoiler. The story, story by the end, was not that, I don't know, it wasn't that good. or And it wasn't bad. It was just like, I guess that's a reason to have this game. But everything else about the game was like so much better, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, I, think I, I don't a lot know of, that I loved it. A lot of the story gets fleshed out inside stuff that is completely missable. Um, yeah, right. So I think different people are going to have different impressions of how in-depth the story is because all the stuff of like horizon having been there before the aeon people all all of why they were there stuff about the mother and uh, of juliana and all that sort of stuff it gets fleshed out sideways yeah i looked up a thing afterwards of like the full kind of someone had 
put down all like the different beats of the story and I'd missed so much of it because mm. yeah a lot of yeah, the same. side stuff I was finding I was kind of finding when I was like I would be like reading it and then people would come in and I'd have to t- so you know a, a an audio log was playing as I was in the middle of a gunfight or whatever or I just never found that area but mm. yeah going in and reading all the like cuz it's it's I don't feel like the the actual game of what you're doing has a story other than you're this guy trying to break this loop. You're the right story at the end of the, the story. Yeah, yeah. The story is like the backstory of this island mm. coming into existence. And w- one thing I loved finding out was the uh, – I, I mean, we could have said this earlier because it's not a super spoiler, but I, I love the idea that all these people <laughs> came to this island and basically got tricked, right? Like they thought they were going to be – they thought they were going to be retaining knowledge day to day. I think all of them not, thought that. Right? Yeah, all yeah, of yeah. them thought that, and they That's all why they say basically first day at the start of every yeah, loop. You but know, were they first day? Yeah. Were they tricked, or was that just a, like a side effect that the people running it didn't know about? But my I, impression is that it was a fuck up. Right. That, right. Like Juliana knows obviously, and that so there's some side story stuff about like Colt trying to take it down when it was the Horizon thing because he was working for them right. back when yep. it was a government project, and that's why he started Aeon because he thought it was useful and was going back there to try and reclaim it, but then got stuck in this loop. And like the thing with Juliana, even like you find out that she's your daughter by going into that one room. Um, that her mum used to work in or whatever when you're doing that get the passwords quest. Right. Yep. And there is some stuff I believe that fleshes that out. I can't remember it now, but I went round and like did as much as I could of this game. I ate up all the side stuff. Um so kind of got to see all of that. And maybe by luck had it presented in a sequence that was really satisfying. Right. So I, I think I enjoyed the story a lot more than you like the main sort of thing because yeah, yeah you are coming to it in the last relatively ten minutes of the story yeah the actual things yeah. you're doing are the very last beat of this story yeah yep. but then yes yeah, so a, a huge part of what's satisfying about it is just finding out about these characters and getting to know their personalities like this shit fucking farmer douche basically <laughs> like I sat there Alexis has several little speeches he'll give into the microphone in his house. And mm-hmm. I sat there and listened to a few of them because I liked them all where he was just like, yeah, uh, we uh, we upped the price of one of our drugs a whole lot and, and it did this. I'm pretty fucking happy about it. Like, he was such a good smarmy cunt. Yeah, yeah, him is the yeah. yeah the entrepreneurial because yeah his thing is what he he keeps saying over and over like I inherited a million dollars and I made it into a billion or something like that like he's totally yeah. a yeah that pharmacy that real life guy who uh, bought mm-hmm. the Wu Tang album Shkreli um, yeah Shkreli I I think I really only connected to the character stuff in a more of the moment way like I right. liked I didn't even really read into much of the or read literally read much of the backstory i reckon what i know about the story is that yeah there was some experimental shit and then cult there's a group and then there's the visionaries and they're all interesting and you gotta kill them all like i and then from apart from that which is very vague it was like oh you gotta kill them all to break the loop for some reason and then you know juliana gives you a choice at the end of what to do and mm-hmm. like on like i pretty much my experience of the story is just what's presented in the game in the linear quote-unquote game 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but even that stuff I thought was good. Like I really loved finding out like, oh, these two people are fucking so you can go and take them out there. Absolutely. And the Absolutely. whole thing of like this guy wants to fuck the scientist so he's trying to get her to come to his party. And yep. the, I think one of the first things I did was the uh, Igor doesn't go to the party because he had this big breakthrough. So what you need to do is work out what was responsible for the breakthrough, go in early enough, destroy that so then the breakthrough doesn't happen, so then he's got no reason to go to the party. That was kind of the first little kind of domino thing that I did in the game that really, I think that was like, that was the real click moment for me where I was like, I'm going to push through this because, yeah, that's, that I just, that those little beats are like so sad. So just finding out those little things along the way of the linear thing like that. Yeah, that was, that was enough for me. Like, I, I, yeah, I think that's, yeah, the point I want to make is like, that was enough for me. Um, mm. So like getting to the end and being like, oh, I guess the overall story was like, you want to break out of the loop and then you break out of the loop. <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. it's like, oh, I okay, think- I don't know if it, that should matter. Because I enjoyed 99% of the game or if um, it is a criticism or what, what um, it was just the way that I felt by the end. was like, loved all of that stuff. Domino stuff. Loved the yep. in the moment stuff. Nox loved the, yeah, the voiceover stuff and the sort of, mm. you know, broadcasts. But it was like by the end it was like, oh, I guess the point was just to get out of the loop, which we knew from the start. Well, yeah. I mean, what did you do at the end? Maybe let's talk about oh yeah that, what we all did that final choice that you get where you yeah you find Juliana you've you've taken out all the other visionaries you've got this little rocket that's going to take you to, to the, the final core. person that you have to kill and you're one of them too so yeah, yeah. implicit in this whole thing is like you're going to have Juliana's going to be the final person you kill because she's holed up in this little bunker and then presumably you take her out and then you're going to have to take yourself out and she basically gives you a choice of hey, you know what, you cannot do this and I'll explain it all to you and we'll live here in eternity and it'll be great. What do mm. you reckon? Mm. And then hands you a gun. So, yeah, I, I already know what you did, Adam, but what did yeah. you do, Ben? Yeah, I shot her and then jumped off. I shot her too, which yeah. felt psycho, but <laughs> I also felt like, well, this is the game. This is what I've been... <laughs> yeah. I fear, I fe- And maybe that kind of speaks to the that last little issue that you have with the story is like I felt like narratively that's more interesting to not like if this was a if it was a movie it's like that's you know you, you probably he probably wouldn't do it and you would mm-hmm. get that big explanation but i felt like well i've just spent but this whole so 15 hours or whatever building up to the point of the the game is to break the loop so i'm gonna i'm just gonna break the loop even yeah though that's kind of a more boring option i didn't shoot her you don't get a big explanation yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's yeah. the other thing yeah. is like and there's a third option where you can walk in and it does like bring up your HUD like when you first walk in. So I figured yeah. oh I could just shoot it from here and that is yep. a third ending. Yeah. But um it was sort of disappointing that there wasn't like a kind of wrap up. I was looking for that wrap up speech, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know mm-hmm. everything by that time. You know uh, she's your daughter, she came into the loop later and so did you and like you found out all those things and I kind of liked that they weren't really presented as Maybe the daughter one is, but she's like, yeah, how did you not figure that out? Um, yeah. They're not presented as big twists because your cult, like, kind of getting his memories back. He's just like, oh, mm. yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that maybe helped me with not really uh, being bothered by that main story being pretty, like, if you were going to guess a time loop story the the reasons it's happening and what's going on are kind of the things that it would be like they're not right 
they're not like, oh, wow, shocking. I didn't expect that. But I think the way that they're delivered to you is really, really cool and got me super into it. Yeah. I, yeah, I it's definitely also agree just with a, that. It's just a great, um, you know, like we've said a lot, there's a lot of time loop stuff coming out at the moment and just having this be... It's crazy. It's so weird. <laughs> it's re- I know I say this. It's fucked up. I, I'm starting to go crazy because of it because it's like, am I... Is, is this all just like not real? We're living the same day over and over again. We have been for 18 months. It's fucking crazy it's that it so is lined weird. up. It's really yeah. strange. Death but Stranding's such coming a fresh... back again tomorrow as well. Yeah. And so that. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to be playing Outer Wilds expansion next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a fucking time loop game. Yeah. Death Stranding's delivering shit. Like, I'm, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Back and in then... the 80s when it was Donkey Kong and shit, we were just building buildings and walking on <laughs> scaffolding. <laughs> yeah. And now it's all this. And then because like, the rest of the world is like, no, we're back. Like Tommy and I watched a concert on the internet the other day. It's like... Well, what everyone else is back to normal, but I'm not. Is this, yeah. you know, is someone playing a big prank on me? Is this the Truman Show? It's just because it's such a weird alignment of things. It's like, mm. I don't know. But yeah. But this is such a, I love this kind of different take on it where rather than it be one person who's stuck in it, it's this whole this whole region of people who bought in and wanted that. And rather than, yeah, you being like the the one person who doesn't know what's going on. It's like there's a whole bunch of other people in there that don't have their memories and that kind of flip of it. And it kind of – this game reminds me a lot of Kentucky Route Zero in the sense that I think it's a it's – a, it's such a interesting premise. It's a I think it's a pretty new premise in spite of the fact that it's a time loop thing. It's a, it's a very fresh take on the time loop thing that you kind of go, this would make a cool movie, but you couldn't tell this as a movie. Like the no, part yeah. of the why it's experiencing it so good is experiencing mm. it as a game. If this got adapted into a film, there just would be no way to capture what's great about the way this unfolds, which is how we all felt about Kentucky Route Zero. It's like such a great, it wouldn't be good as a book. It wouldn't be good as a comic. Like it, an it's aspect you being in control. We forgot to even mention how Colt will see the writing in different places and and kind of have memories through through that way yes and i liked a lot of that it's kind of like it's a cheesy idea potentially but it really worked for me like i I really enjoyed going into frank's recording studio or whatever yep and seeing over the bed like something written like you know fuck you too buddy or whatever and like you you have these just little clues of like oh so i guess they used to fuck in a different time loop and like figuring out these tiny Small things uh, through these side passages may- makes you more attached to them because you think you could have missed them, but you got to see them, and that right. you know what I yeah. mean. I yeah, think that's a yeah, they're feeling. a nice little marker of telling you that you're in the right spot or you're following. Yep. You know, if you're looking mm. for a marker, you're kind of going through the right area. Um, I kind of thought that maybe there'd be some sort of uh, they'd be not expanded on, but it's some sort of explanation or they would sort of factor in more to like a kind of a big you know expositiony thing at the end but right. it's also yeah, kind really. of fun that they didn't it's like which oh again, that's part like of your the, diary that got thrown into the fucking machine you know there's there's some yeah it's kind of like that anyway right it's like yeah. the previous cult's memories kind of burning through yeah. is how i took it yep like yep. and i kind of liked that the the ending being kind of nothing you know i like i, I you kill her you jump off the cliff and then uh, you just go back into looping again. Yeah. Like even if you do <laughs> yeah, that ending, wa- it's like, yeah. by the way, keep playing. Right. So yeah. Right. It really, but you even wake the up game and is like, this isn't the point. Right. Yeah. 
Like you wake up and she's just there and she's pissed off at you and then she walks off and there's no big like, here's how he gets off the island or whatever. Mm. Which, uh, you know, at the time I was a bit like, oh. But then thinking yeah. about it more, it's like I think that's so much – it's sort of so much – stuff that just kind of leaves you there is always a bit more interesting to me than just a full like 20-minute cutscene of him, you know, doing whatever, which, yeah. you know, you can piece Playing together yourself. this guy who's kind of a fucking douche as well was kind yeah. of fun because like yeah. everyone's like, man, like walking around and hearing overhearing people having conversations like, I never really even liked Cole anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's kind of he's pretty stupid. Dick. His jokes yeah. are always so lame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. like, kind of sleazy. I don't know. I'm not really into that guy, so I'm happy to kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and we kind of uh, mentioned it before. Charlie is that game designer. I thought yep. was like a pretty fun way of doing like little game design jokes that didn't great for me. Yes, I, like yeah. there's a crazy character who's like a fear. The artist is like all wacky, but she wasn't so much so that I thought it was bad, badly written. It was, no, yeah, no, just someone yeah. who was like passionate and a bit strange. Yeah, totally mm-hmm. for for all like of them. Grimes. I think. Yes, she was Grimes to yeah. to Charlie's Elon, yeah, uh-huh. and yeah, I- Igor I thought was really like fun. Alexis, as you said, was like a very spot on, car- like um, not even a caricature, just a representation of like an ultimate capitalist, like really, yeah. really good. Hearing um, the Wengies talk to each other, there's a few yeah, fun conversations yeah. you can hear in that area. Yeah, I just all all of those visionaries were really well done, and some of those side little conversations you'll hear between different Eternalists and whatever. Are uh, also just just well written. I really enjoyed the year, like. Yeah, they managed to be like archetypal, but also mm. very uniquely drawn at the same time yeah. because they are these big like cult leader, rich douchebag, scientist. Like they're very mm. like kind of almost Cluedo. Um, right. yeah. level of yeah. L- which yeah going in I was like oh am I going to like and I think from the trailers too it it mm. sort of made it look a bit like oh this could be and as someone who already doesn't like you know I, I tend to find Bethesda's style a little grating there were there was one trailer that yes. sort of turned me off this a little bit. Like, I think it was the one that was mostly set at the party where I just kind yeah. of... And the masks thing not really put into context. I was like... Yes. Oh, is this actually going to suck? This sort of looks a bit weak. Not but. that they're the same studio, but like having... I mean, even Prey, I think the way that Prey did its reveals and its story was less interesting to me than the way this does it. And Prey mm. was putting a lot more focus on that stuff than mm. this game is. And then like, yeah, them... Helping with one of the Wolfenstein games, and I know they're not machine games, but just with the sort of Bethesda thing, and there is kind of a tone. Yeah, comparing the subtlety in the characters of this, and you know, and they're not that subtle, but comparing it to the sort of the the fucking commentary and the 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 satire of Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, which is a fucking big Nazi punch to the face. Like you, it's yeah, it it it, it is well fun. The- the bit where I was really, really struggling with it, where I thought I might bounce off it, I realised in hindsight I was going pretty early on and getting into uh, Frank's club, which mm. when you go in, you lose your slabs, so you you only have one <laughs> life. If you go in the stupid way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can so go I was around in there. the back, mate. Yeah, true. I realised that later. But I was going in and I was dying like again and again and again and not getting that regen and, and kind of just forgot that that was a thing. And so I was finding it incredibly frustrating. And his bit probably has like the most of that sort of veering towards the bethesda stuff that I don't like. So I was starting sure. to get put off 
tonally by it as well. Like where because you've got he's his this, like douchey rock star guy. Yeah, his like, music right. stuff kind of coming in. I was a bit like, oh, I think I just maybe don't like the style of this as well. But mm. that was like the I, I realized that the big thing that was kind of leading me to bounce off it was the fact that I was just in this area that mm. right. yeah, in context, it's like oh yeah, because he's a big yeah, he's he's a he's a big fucking douchebag. He's like playing his music to you and yeah, I. Yeah, it was just that one little bit that started to kind of veer a bit a bit close that. to that for me, mm. but I got over it pretty quickly. Yeah, all the little side stuff as well. There's like a guy you can go, there's like a room you go into that's like a gas chamber and he turns it on and he's like, fuck you, Colt. You put so many people through the same fucking place. I'm going to do it to you and then you break out. Like there's so much mm. missable stuff that gives you all this backstory into who these people are and what this place is. That I It's yeah. really worth... I think digging around for, um, or it was for me. Right. I don't know if this is the same guy you're referring to, but I, when I was reading up all the story beat stuff, there's a, there's like one other person on the island who also retains their memories that you can oh. find. Right. Oh. So there's, there's like a, I, a yeah, I, couldn't get any more context than that, but apparently you can find someone who's also the computer like, does it as yeah, well. The yeah, computer does, bit, yeah. yeah. There's like yeah. that one room in uh, Up Down where there's like the three Eternalists having the smoke off. Oh yeah. Did you find that that and like just those little stories? I thought were so fun. Yes. Mm. Uh, and I, I I really enjoyed the whole damn thing. But I, I think we're out of time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it more next week or at the end of the year. Boys? Yeah, is there any yes. more like specific spoilery stuff in any of you want to just like point out or uh, say as like a high point or anything like that? I don't know. It's I think as we said in the main review like the the best thing about this game is the one in, the ma- the way they manage to balance and combine a mm. lot of different systems. And it's hard yeah. to put that into like a sentence, right? Or pick out a moment because it's like the and yeah, I think the sort of Progressing the difficulty by um, forcing you to encounter Juliana over and over again, even though that's like an emergent and potentially optional thing, is in- indicative of how smart you know the, the people that made mm. this game are. And and yeah, like you said, clever in the main review as well, Knox, uh, mm. or I did, as, and you sort of underlined it. And it's not clever in a bad way. It's not just like, huh, see what they did there. That's pretty smart. It's yeah. clever in the way that it like you're not thinking about it. It's not drawing yeah. attention to, to how intelligently it's done. So, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. All of that. Well, and it <laughs> makes you feel clever. It makes you feel like yeah. you've solved this mystery, even though it is just telling you, go here, you got to get here before this burns down, find, you know, right. stop the fire, go back later, find the code, and then you'll be able to get the fireworks. It's led you to all of them. But the little, um, the little animated things that you get after each mission where you've successfully figured out something that you can do, they look. They're really well done. They yep. look great. They're mm-hmm. and the the final one that you get of them when I did the last little thread, one of them starts up where Colt comes in and he's like, right, okay, I think I've got it all lined up, and he goes through the plan of how each segment of the day is going to work and what he has to do, and just that feeling of seeing <sighs> that, I was like punching the air, going, fuck yeah, I did it, I put it all together, even though I didn't put it all together, I just <laughs> right. followed the markers, but it does make you feel like, That's, yes, I've yeah. cracked this code and I'm, I'm ready to put this plan into action that I've cooked up. 
Yeah, I never got that because I yeah. uh, didn't <laughs> didn't finish Alexis's quest because every time I killed him, it wasn't the proper way. Same. So it was just like, oh, Lupin, do it again. So yeah, I never got to see that uh, fun fist pump. Yes, me yeah. too. Me too. I just lined up everyone up on, else and just mm-hmm. look it up on YouTube. Look the actual cinematic up on YouTube because right. it's Maybe fucking. It it's really well done. It's, well, um, like it's such them. a great like crescendo moment of like here we fucking go, and then hitting that loop and just going. Bang, 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 bang. I know what I'm doing each little part of the day was just... Yeah, that yeah, was still like satisfying. That. I wrote it on yes. the post-it notes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I, wrote, I took a bunch of notes in my phone, which was cool as well. Um, mm. ha- having that sort of like... Yeah, I, you can choose to sort of figure this out your own way if you want to or, you know, take a bunch of notes. Um, yeah, great game. Very yeah. good. All right, All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed this. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.